you can't tell by that little intro sound, today's episode is all about wine. We're doing an interview with Mackenzie's friend, Nicolette. Yes, Nicolette DeLuca. I've known her for many, many years now. We wanted to utilize her expertise when it comes to wines because she's actually an introductory sommelier, as well as the tasting room manager at Summer Somewhere Wines in Malibu. I'm so excited for this episode. We're going to be doing a little bit of tasting, which is might be the most exciting part, selfishly, <laughs> but we're also going to be talking to Nicolette about natural wines and organic wines and biodynamic and what that means um, and how that's different from conventional wines. And she's just going to share a little bit of her knowledge and we're going to tell you about the wines that we're tasting. We're going to act like we know what we're talking about. I think I'm going to act, well, it's not acting. I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to be very Mm -hmm. transparent about that because I'm going to be learning alongside you guys, and I just want to ask questions that I think everybody kind of has when it comes to Yeah, no, 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 totally. But we will be like, this wine is, you know, what's our opinion of it? Maybe we should guess some, like, tasting notes. I know that. And then Nicolette is going to be like, you're all wrong. (laughs) I can't wait. Nicolette is so awesome, and she's going to give us the wine 411. The four wine wine. Oh. Oh my god. (laughs) And potentially the best part of the episode is that you'll get to hear us get drunker and drunker (laughs) as the episode goes on. By the time we do spill your guts, we're specifically waiting to do it at the end (laughs) of recording because we want to be we want to be like spill your guts. Like Yeah. Yeah. Well anyway, we can't wait any longer to get into this interview with Nicolette. We are so excited to interview her and for you to listen to this episode and obviously to get into the wine. Um, So please enjoy this episode. Let us know if you have any questions and we'll see you in the other end. See you then. We are, well, we already poured ourselves a glass of the rosé, but I haven't really gotten into it yet. So I'm very excited. Oh my gosh, yes. Wait, those glasses <laughs> so cute. Aren't they so cute? I'm obsessed gold, with them. I mean, gold rimmed. Is there anything fancy out here? Drinking together? <laughs> but no, there really isn't. <laughs> I'm glad that you're enjoying this with us today. Yes, definitely. And I'm excited for when we can like actually get together and drink some wine. Me too. We were just saying that we're going to come to Summer Somewhere, your winery. Yeah. Yes, please do. So welcome to the pod. We're so glad to have you on. We're all starting with a glass of, can you tell us what this is? Give us the 411 on this bad boy. Yeah. So what we're drinking right now is a rosé from the winery that I actually work for called Summer Somewhere Wines. Um, The tasting room is in Malibu. That's where I work every day. But the actual winemaking facility is in Santa Maria. All of our wines come from Santa Inez, Santa Barbara County, or Santa Rita Hills. Uh, the rosé we have in our glass is our 2018 rosé. It's made of 75% Grenache and 25% Cinso, which is like a popular little French varietal. Yeah, I don't um, think I've heard a of that of, yet. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the um, grape varietals that we do are French varietals and. Um, why we do it is because in Santa Barbara, like fun fact, the mountains actually run east to west instead of north to south. Mm -hmm. So even like kind of far inland, you get this really nice like coastal influence, cool breezes, and it kind of mimics the growing environment of south of France, like Rhone Valley. So a lot of the Rhone varietals that you'll find, like 
in south of France do really, really well in Santa Barbara. Um, so yeah, let's all take a little sip. Okay. okay. <laughs> Um, so this one's aged in neutral oak barrels. I think it has this really nice kind of like mineral driven acidity. Really quickly. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Could we guess like what we think we take? Oh yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you can tell us why that. we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, but here's the thing, like nothing's wrong. Like whatever you taste is correct. Like for you, you know, so and that's what I love about like, yeah. So that's what I love about wine tasting. Like there's no wrong answer, but yeah. Like I want to know what you guys taste. Okay. Oh gosh. You want to start? I'll go first. <laughs> also, I already feel like I've learned so much in just like 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I'm getting South of France. Okay. Hold on. Let me <laughs> Smelling croissants. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I'm not typically a fan of white wine or rosé I'm very picky about because I find it can be too sweet for my liking but this mm -hmm. rosé is so delightful and I think it is because of the Grenache grapes in it because or I'm sorry the Grenache varietals um no Grenache grapes is correct I love because it. <laughs> it's I actually love Grenache um I I think it's like the perfect it's perfectly just a touch like of sweet balance. Yeah. yeah. But I like mm -hmm. the like full round yeah. flavor. Full bodied. Yeah. The round flavor. I like a, I'm yeah, a square girl myself. <laughs> <laughs> the big triangle wine. I was waiting for <laughs> um, I like that. I like that it's not too sweet. I like that it's almost like I'm smelling it. Wait. Yeah. Snoopy <laughs> um, sounds. ASMR. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm almost getting like apricot yeah like some stone fruit kind of yes. yeah where mm -hmm. like stone fruit can be really sweet but also be kind of bitter yeah totally okay Jasmine. okay so, <laughs> on the nose <laughs> I don't get much on the nose <laughs> let me see a little floral. Yeah, it is very It's light. very light. Yeah, a little floral. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the taste, I get a saltiness. Like, it's very fresh. Mm -hmm. It gives me, like, that sea, the coastal vibe. I think it would pair well with a fish, a vegetable. Um, okay, also, we need to talk Amazing. about how Jasmine is a little bit more experienced than the average person because she had okay. to call about <laughs> wines when she was working at a restaurant. I think what you mean by that is that I have the book Wine for Dummies and I read the first <laughs> chapter. <laughs> No, but you were you were in that environment. I was a manager of a restaurant called Planet okay. Wine. Um, I was 17 to 18. I technically wasn't allowed to drink the wine, but yeah. I was supposed to sell it. So, you know, but all I did was fake it. You did. That was, yeah. if that was faking it, you did. No, I do no. get a saltiness though. Like no, no, I know. it's definitely not sweet. It has acidity, mm -hmm. but yeah. in a, in a salty way, like my, mm -hmm. my taste buds reacted in a way that it would, if I was eating something salty. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I did yeah. get the like mouthwatering sort of effect. Yeah. No, like everything you guys said is so spot on with like what we think the wine tastes like too. Um, definitely like <laughs> tiny bits of like just some like brighter fruit you know not like your heavier kind of fruits um that apricot is a really good one like I get a little some pear. lemony kind of yeah, yeah. like just those mm -hmm. big really crisp like mm -hmm. kind of fruits and then the saltiness or like brininess you could call it is spot on because the soil that we have in Santa Barbara is actually 
all, you know, it used to all be underwater. So the soil is actually like salt water and um, like old fossilized shells and um, yeah. And like fish, I don't hate to use the word carcasses, but like, yeah. the, you know, that's yeah, basically no, that's what right. it is, but fossils. So you have that, yeah, <laughs> fossils, you have that like salinity from basically having the soil being underwater at some point. So yeah, like the kind of briny saltiness is like a huge flavor on this one for sure. Now, what would that be called? Like the terroir? Terroir? Terroir, yes. <laughs> what, can you explain that? what that means for an actual wine dummy? <laughs> yeah, an actual dummy. Um, so no one's going to be a dummy after this episode. Um, Yay! So, <laughs> I mean, so apparently terroir. I already know what, um, I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, you're, you know what, I'm just going to let Yasmin take yeah, the Yeah, she's, yeah, I got this, guys, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you sit back, you relax. Yeah, thanks for coming on, have fun. <laughs> so um, terroir is kind of in all, and it's funny because it doesn't really have like a solid definition and it kind of varies depending on who you're talking to, but it's kind of an all-encompassing um, word to describe, you know, the the soil, the growing conditions, the actual grape, the climate, just kind of like think about the ecosystem of like where you're growing that wine. And that is the terroir. It encompasses everything that affects the grape from soil to weather to, um, you know, the other plants that are growing in the area. It's kind of just like a like an ecosystem sort of term. I love, love that. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to like backtrack a little bit after we dove okay. deep. We're going to yes. come yeah. back to surface level really quick. And we're going to talk about who you are, what you do. Um, <laughs> Wait, but first of all. Oh yeah. Sorry. I almost fucking forgot. How what are your, <laughs> what are your sun, moon and rising signs? If you know that. Yeah. I've listened to the podcast enough to know what comes. <laughs> but... <laughs> you were like, oh my gosh, they didn't ask me. Yeah, you were like, like, when are they going to. Do they not care? <laughs> I care more than anything. Yeah, yeah. She, she cares the most. <laughs> Love it. So um, I am a Libra sun, Scorpio moon, and Aquarius rising. <gasps> That's a wonderful mix. Literally. It's a really, like, really, really accurate kind of just rounds me out as a person. Yeah. The Aquarius <laughs> rising is like, that makes so much sense. I don't know. I don't know a ton a lot about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about you, so I can't really make uh-huh. assumptions, but that's just like well-rounded. Yeah. It's a full body. It's a full bodied <laughs> chart. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I'm getting touches of like, it's air, really balanced. Signs, like, um, I love that. See, I'm an astrology dummy, so I need help on that front. Um, oh, so you guys can help me with that and okay. I'll help you with the wine, Perfect. the wine side of it all. Deal. Well, now, Excellent. speaking of the wine side, let's hear the Nicolette side really quick. My sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. true Hollywood story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just tell us what you do. Give us the 411. How did you get there? What led you to this path? All of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So um, I am a tasting room manager at Summer Somewhere Wines that we just discussed uh, with the wine that we tasted. Um, I handle the tasting room, uh, all of the, all of the wines, all of the tasting and just kind of everything that encompasses that I interact with, you know, all of our guests, I bring on new members, I interact with our members. Um, it's just a really fun environment for somebody who all they want to do is talk about wine all day. Cause that's all I get to do. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Um, I honestly think that I got here because of my mom, she, 
totally trained me. I feel like from when I was a, a kid, even she would be drinking a glass of wine and say, uh, okay, what do you smell? What do you taste? And I think Mackenzie has probably been at my house where my, we have wine and my mom says, okay, what flavors do you get? So <laughs> I, I honestly think my mom has been like prepping me for this my whole life so that someday she can have a daughter who can bring her free wine all the time. It's kind of her dream. It's a good dream. Um, I almost yeah. named yeah. Aiden Chardonnay. It just, <laughs> so I didn't get my two favorite things confused. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll, just, we'll train Aiden to also be in the wine industry. It'll perfect. be perfect. I've seen those dogs yeah. that have like a, a rope to pull open the fridge and get their owners yeah. a beer. So I'm just going to train my toddler to do the same <laughs> But yeah, I think the most important thing you can teach your kid is how to use a wine bottle opener. <laughs> it's the most important thing I learned yeah. working in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Well, I remember we taught my friend's little sister how to use one at like eight years old so that when we were sitting like out on the deck, she could bring us wine and wow. it was the best thing we ever did. So <laughs> I don't know what style of parenting that is, but it's one that I would like to adapt. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one. It's a good one. It wasn't our child. It was her sister. Yeah, so <laughs> like care. Montessori attachment parenting, like wine exactly. parenting. Oh, wine parenting. Yeah, wine parenting. That's my book that I'm going to come out with. Wine Perfect. parenting. <laughs> okay, so Lynn set you up. Your mom set you up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like from there, my first job out of college was with E&J Gallo, huge wine company um, in the US, still the largest family owned wine company in the US. And I was in the chain division. So think about like when you see a big display of wine in the grocery store, that was literally me building those at three in the morning. Oh my <laughs> and safe to say it was not. I mean, it was fantastic like sales experience learning experience Gallo was great but that wasn't like the path I wanted to Mm -hmm. take I wanted to more interact with people who cared about you know what was in the bottle and the process behind the winemaking and actually like chatting with you know other sommeliers and people who were interested in wine tasting and not just sales Mm -hmm. um so from there I got um a new job at wine warehouse which is a California only distributor, but I got a job in their on-premise division, which is basically anywhere that you consume alcohol on the premises. So Mm -hmm. bars, restaurants, hotels. Um, And I was selling to them and we had a huge portfolio, which was so awesome. I got to try so many different styles of wine that, you know, you either just don't think about, you know, I feel like everybody has their favorites, their go-tos, and you just don't really branch out from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you I mean, know, or you just Sauvignon don't. Blanc from Marlboro. That's kind of my go-to. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. <laughs> I love, I love a good Marlboro Sauvignon. This is actually a perfect pair, Mackenzie and I, to taste wine because we have such different tastes. Yes. I love a Pinot Noir. I love red wine. Mm-hmm. I love Tempranillo, Syrah, like nice those flavors are really yeah. I'm really into or um oh what's the we- gamay the the like really yeah. funky one um uh-huh. I like a good funk yeah see I love a rosé I love I love a, a soft yeah. funk I like anything <laughs> yeah. fruit forward I love mm-hmm. um an albarino like Ooh, yeah I love albarino yeah. albarino is another really good example of that like salinity Coastal, kind of yeah. flavor yeah in in the wine I love an Albarino with some oysters. I feel like there is no better pairing than that. Dreamy. Oh, 
<laughs> um, well, I know what we're getting later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were working at Wine Warehouse. Yeah. And just the sheer number of, you know, wines. And I mean, we represented like 10,000 products between wine, beer, and spirits. So I got a total, totally new education than what I thought I knew so much and mm. I didn't. And so then I got into wine warehouse, learned worlds more than I had before. I got to try wine from a bunch of different countries that, you know, I didn't even like Austrian wines and German wines that you just don't even think about, you know, but are amazing uh, wine producing countries. And that's kind of like where this love of like what goes into the bottle came. Um, and while I was at wine warehouse, I studied for and passed my introductory sommelier exam, wait, which wait, was hold on. so exciting. Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a huge, um, it was a huge accomplishment. I honestly don't know when I've ever felt like more proud of myself than that moment. It was really cool. And, um, studying for it was, was very, yes. uh, it was a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot hard. of knowledge. Yeah. It's a There's lot of a knowledge. Lot to know. There is a stupid amount to know. Yeah. And I think that's something else that I kind of love about wine is that you're never going to know everything. And, um, you know, there's always something new to learn. And even if you did like reach the end, like the finish line of, okay, now I know everything, something new pops up every mm -hmm. single day. That's how I and, feel both about yeah. doula. I'm a doula. So that's how I feel about birth work mm -hmm. and about nutrition, nutrition as yeah. well. Yeah. Especially nutrition's a great comparison. Like we learn new things about food and our, its relationship like to our bodies every day. And we learn something new about wine and like different practices. And we even learn something new about history of winemaking all the time. Like, you know, there are these wineries in Portugal that found these crazy clay pots that used to be, and they found out that like through testing that they were used for winemaking. Wow. And so you were even learning things like about the past, which is super cool. And like, you're just never going to know everything. There's always going to be like a world of of knowledge out there to figure out and it's so cool I don't know if it's the wine or what you're talking about but I've got the tingles I'm excited I'm really like I've never been more excited in my life no I just love what goes into a bottle of wine and like the the, the history of it and like just mm -hmm. how it's such a sacred practice but also such a evolving practice like I just love all aspects of it and I mean especially yeah. with you know, diving into maybe like, you know, natural wine and what constitutes a natural wine and what separates it from other wines. I think mm -hmm. it's an example of like a new trend in wine. Yeah. Yeah. I know you very briefly touched on like learning about the process and what that kind mm -hmm. of entails. And so I would love to hear more about what differentiates like organic wine, natural wine, yeah. biodynamic wine, what those things mean. Cause they all kind of sound the same to yeah. me, but I have a feeling that they're yeah. not. Um, and mm -hmm. what differentiates those from conventional wine mm -hmm. processing as well. Yeah, totally. So I'll start off by saying like winemaking in general and historically is a very natural process. Um, a lot, uh, it's not, it's not like regular agriculture or farming. I mean, where, you know, it's like the norm to use 
pesticides and whatnot. I mean, some of those things are still are used in winemaking, but it's a much more natural process than you'd think um, for for a lot of a lot of wineries. Um, but I'll go into natural wine first. Um, so not because it's a fun, you know, it's like a new cool movement um, mm-hmm. that I love. I love talking about it and like exploring it more. And even, you know, I've learned a lot about natural wine, even in the last like couple weeks. Um, but uh, natural wine doesn't really have a legal definition. Um, it's more of just a movement happening right now with wine, but it broadly refers to winemaking without um, adding anything or subtracting anything to the wine. So like minimal um, manipulation is like a good way to put it. So, um, you know, in normal, quote unquote, normal winemaking, there's, you know, a list of acceptable um, chemicals and, and I even hate to use the word chemicals, but like additives that you can use, whether that be sugar, um, like cultivated yeast um, and, you know, different uh, fining and, filtering uh like things that you can use to fine and filter the wine natural wine uh has none of that it's truly just the grapes their natural yeast and then you ferment it and then that's your natural wine you don't do really anything else to it that's which i think is yeah all right i've seen natural wine that has almost like a little bit of sediment at the Mm -hmm. bottom like a like Mm -hmm. a bitter vinegar kind of situation because it hasn't been yeah and the filtering and the ingredients that they use for the filtering is what differentiates like wine that's vegan and wine that's not vegan correct yeah yeah totally because I mean there are vegan ways to filter wine but some of the most common ways to filter and find the wine is egg whites is a really big one and this one's kind of disgusting but whatever everybody needs to learn the lining of a fish stomach um (laughs) they use that to to filter wine as well and like it doesn't impart any flavor it, they put it at the bottom and it just floats to the top of like a vat and it collects all the you know the sediment and everything on its way up especially like egg whites that's a really easy way to like get everything out okay I think I understand natural wine you explained it well earlier I mean you explained it well Nicolette earlier but I know I'm like, supposed yeah. to be a professional no, no, you just did a good like summary <laughs> of it where natural yeah. wines are just unfiltered pure mm-hmm. in the raw as untouched yeah. as possible. <laughs> yes, as untouched as possible. Um, you know, I have a ton of respect for natural winemakers because it is such a difficult, I mean, to get it right is so difficult with a natural wine. Cause you know, usually if you're, if you're pick the grapes too early, like, oh, add a little bit of residual sugar or, oh, we need to filter this or, you know, a million other reasons why you might alter the wine. And mm-hmm. you can't, you can't do any of that with natural wine. I mean, technically you could, cause there's no legal like claim mm-hmm, right. of what a natural wine is, but to be considered what we think of as a natural wine, you can't. Um, and even as small of a thing as the, the cultured yeast is so interesting to me because I, I like to compare yeast on grapes to like starting a sourdough starter. Mm. You know, all you put, all you put in a jar is water and flour, but somehow it becomes alive with its own 
cultures of yeast because there's yeast like all around us in the air. We're basically human bread rolls because there's <laughs> yeast all I around us. I say that us. about myself all the time. <laughs> this is the first time yeah, I've I, heard it in such a positive light. <laughs> um, yeah, and, I say it in a more negative way about yeah, myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm just a, but the just way a that bread you, roll today. Yeah, the way that you refer to it though, I'm happy with. Um, yeah, but also I'm sure with the natural wine or just wine in general, there's a lot of like environmental factors that you don't have control over. Right. So like mm-hmm. the temperature mm-hmm. really like regulates how the grapes turn out and yeah. everything yeah. else. In between, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's hard. Um, I think the main consideration is with, with pesticides, you know, if you're in a vineyard site that doesn't get a lot of natural airflow, grapes can develop rot and there's mm-hmm. certain, you know, pesticides whether they be natural like or I guess I don't want to use the word natural but like non-harmful chemicals or Mm. not um to make sure that rot doesn't you know grow on the grapes but you can't even use that so it's really just a matter of kind of trusting nature and letting it Mm. do its thing and then um a lot of natural wines will be hand picked um hand de-stemmed um you know it's as using as little machine manipulation as well. And a common method for regular winemaking is like a pump over method and um, to, you know, to crush the grapes and get to get the juice out. And that's not even used in natural wine. Often they're just crushing the grapes by hand, you know? So it's a really like cool, just like farm to hand to table kind (laughs) of like way to way to make wine. It's, you know, it's truly as like, primitive almost as it gets you yeah. know yeah very yeah. difficult it seems like it seems like there's a lot of like external variables that can really change the outcome of the wine but something is so beautiful about that right because you mm-hmm. were saying mm-hmm. there are so many additives that can be added to conventional wine to ensure that like I'm assuming every year they have generally the Success. same flavor like oh, we're talking about yeah. barefoot setter home yeah, like that yeah kind of yes. where you're gonna get their Moscato and you know it's gonna be the same like sweet juice that you drank sweet yeah. last year um <laughs> no totally there not is... wine, but yeah um, but there's something beautiful about just kind of like seeing how it turns out based on like yeah. the year and the climate and everything else going it's, on mm-hmm. it's both an art and like a challenge challenge yeah a science like a science yeah, yeah. There you yeah. Go. Exactly. Uh-huh. yeah it's like the wax that I had to take off <laughs> yeah it's an art it's an art science. and a science no that's that's a huge thing that is said about wine is that it's equal parts art and science you know like you can wow. be a, you can be brilliant with science but your heart has to be in it you have to have appreciation for yes. the land and the grapes and the history that came before you and I, you know, what you said about the wines that stay consistent every year, that's a huge thing with those, you know, if you're buying a five to $10 bottle of wine at the grocery store, you expect it to taste the same every mm. time, you know, if you're buying like a vintage something, like if I go and buy a Chateau Montalena 2019 and a 2018, I expect them to taste totally different. Yeah. But um, if I am buying, you know, a a barefoot, let's say, I want it to taste the exact same every time. Mm. And that is where, you know, um, acid or uh, citric acid and residual sugar come in to balance out the levels so that, you know, it's all a chemical formula in that sense where they want it to taste the same every time. Like one of the brands that, 
Yeah. And they want, it needs to be the same color every mm -hmm. time. And like adding this right amount of wood chips to impart like that oaky kind of flavor, if you're getting a Chardonnay. Um, and even one of the wines that I used to sell um, back in the day, they changed the, the acidity level by I think 0.05%. Mm -hmm. And people had like, out, were outraged. <gasps> Like people notice the diehards of that brand noticed and said, why is it different? So, you know, in those wines, like they just, people want them to stay, you know, the exact same. Wow. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. So with like your more conventional wines that you're, you know, your barefoots and your setter homes yeah. and stuff like that, you're getting a lot of the mm -hmm. science aspect of it. You're getting that like yeah. chemistry and the mixing, which something about that is cool, mm -hmm. but you've mm -hmm. kind of lost the art of it. Well, a little like, bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's still, you know, I would like to think like an art form. I mean, I still think like any winemaking is amazing. And I do have a lot of respect for the winemakers who can get that exact same level mm -hmm. every single time. I mean, that's just such a mind blowing science that I can't even begin to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, respect for that in its own right, but yeah, it's, um, it's not taking the grape been appreciating it for exactly you know what it is and it's terroir and it's actual flavor and all right that. yeah interesting well I would actually love to jump into organic next yeah let's jump into yeah. organic next because I feel we... like biodynamic is the biodynamic is the one that I'm going to need to let I feel like that's going to be a little bit more um comprehensive okay like, yeah I'm okay, okay cool. so explain to us organic before we get into the comprehensive biodynamic yeah so organic mostly just refers to the actual grape growing. Um, you can have organic wines that are also natural, but you cannot have, but like there are also organic wines that are not natural wines. Okay. So with organic, it really just is about the vineyard. You know, you it's um, no chemical fertilizers, um, organic practices. Organic does not necessarily imply that there's no additives. There's actually like a long list of additives that are acceptable for organic wine, mm -hmm. including, you know, egg whites for filtration and cultivated yeasts and, um, uh, and even, you know, organic doesn't mean vegan, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think that's a huge like, misconception that if you don't know a lot about about the winemaking process, you would probably just assume all wine is vegan. You know, mm -hmm. you're like, well, it's just grape juice. So what's, yeah. you know, what's in here? But um, organic does not mean vegan. It just means that in the, in the growing practice, you're not using pesticides, chemical fertilizers, anything like that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, it's easy, I think, probably for that. that, for certain, you know, of course, I'm, I know, like you said, like even the, the wineries that are, um, like barefoot or the the store conventional conventional wines um yeah there is an art to that but I'm sure that there are certain wineries that are cranking out or the label or organic wine to kind of appeal yeah. to a market mm -hmm. of people who maybe don't know don't have the knowledge that you do or that we are now getting you know and that are like totally oh, organic buzzword like let's go for must that be good. So, yeah. must mean natural yeah it's like, yeah yeah it's like if you went to the grocery store not knowing anything about nutrition or eating healthy and you said oh organic cheez-its you know it's yeah it's different you know it's <laughs> that's a perfect analogy wow love it yeah 
Um, and, you know, there are, uh, speaking of, you know, the additives and the, the filtering, there are vegan ways to filter. A really popular one is bentonite clay. Um, which is a filtering, you know, agent. You can do a and I love it. Can filter yeah. on. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's an all-in-one product. So next time, um, it's bentonite clay face masks, vegan wine, uh-huh. and oysters. Perfect. I, I love all I'm of so this. Ready That's for it. the yes. <laughs> This sounds like my perfect night. It sounds Me like too. almost every night without the oysters, but <laughs> <laughs> and the company. Yes. <laughs> Just my dog sitting here drinking wine with me. <laughs> Yeah, anything else about organic I should no. cover? So organic is just based, just the, it's just the growing the, process. Yeah. Like, are you using mm-hmm. are you using conventional pesticides or are you using- Yes. Yeah, yeah organic, you know, think of it just basically in terms of organic farming for any other food you would eat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it. have to do with like the winemaking process at all, but the wine growing process um, is like with organic is- it's, you know, it's all just USDA organic. There's mm-hmm. no like separate, um, you know, certification for wines. It's just, is it USDA organic? Um, and so the same as farming and yeah. Interesting. So let's get into biodynamic. Cause I think that's the one that's like, even though I tend to gravitate towards a biodynamic wine, I actually mm-hmm. don't know that much about it. I do know it's yeah. more of that like old world, like going back to the basics. Like getting into the soil. I feel like, like this is more of the is a- art. This is where the art comes into yes. the wine. So I'd love to hear more about that. 100%. Um, biodynamic. I was really excited that you guys wanted to hear about biodynamic because it is such a cool topic. Um, biodynamic oh, also, is, yeah. Do we have a biodynamic wine to taste? We do. Yes. So <laughs> actually <laughs> the next wine we're going to be tasting is a biodynamic wine. It's this really cool one that I found. It's called Afros and Ooh. it's from Portugal. Um, oh so there's, yeah, the region it comes from in Portugal is ooh. called, ooh, that was a great little ASMR. <laughs> I think that's our next thing is a ASMR wine channel. Oh my gosh. That would be successful. Also, that on. would be fantastic. Wow. Oh, okay. Ooh. Explain to us what we're about to be sipping on and then maybe we'll give you our tasting notes. Yeah. Yeah. I won't. I won't tell you what I think it tastes like. I want to hear it from you guys. But basically, next we are drinking a biodynamic wine from Portugal. Um, The uh, winery is called Afros. And it is a winery in the Vino Verde region. And Vino Verde, like literally translated, means green wine. But like kind of metaphorically translated, it really means young wine. So the, this region is kind of known for taking grapes and three to six months after they're um, harvested and, you know, fermented, whatever, putting them out there. So they're, they have a really young, fresh taste to them without giving any tasting Mm -hmm. notes away. They are very (laughs) like, there's just like something to be said about a young wine. It kind of like, like grips your mouth a little bit. Um, yeah, but this winery is, um, is really cool. Um, and I'll kind of get into biodynamic first and then tell you a little bit also about this wine, but, um, yeah. What do you guys taste in, in this wine? Okay. So I'm getting a lot of lemon, like mostly lemon right up front, just like 
Um, it's not tannic at all. It's very smooth, very easy to drink, but it does have a tartness to it for sure. It's very fresh. Mm -hmm. As you were saying, I wouldn't say grassy necessarily, but it has a, a freshness. And I think it's more of that citrusy, like tart, fresh, mm -hmm. just hits you right on the tongue, but goes down the throat. No problem. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I ovulating? What's happening? Oh what's happening? Um, again, on the nose, very light. I don't get much. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's the thing for me. And the reason why sometimes I find myself averse to white wines is that when I smell them, they have that like very, it's pungent. It's like, it's like sharp. It, it smells mm. both sweet and bitter, I guess. And that's sometimes yeah. what makes me like, Oh, I don't want to, it's just too much. Like almost yeah. not vinegary, but I get, I get that same, like, it's interesting because I usually don't like reds, but this yeah. I have to say might be one of my favorite wines now. It's, it's really so easy to drink. I've, I mean, yeah. you guys can't see, but I've, I've made it a tent for sure <laughs> in my glass, but it is very fresh. Like I, now that I've swished it around in my mouth a little bit, I've gotten a little green apple, like mm. green apple has that tart skin that like pungent yes. taste That's i'm getting literally yeah. the exact same i was like immediately lemon and mm -hmm. then i also once mm -hmm. you said the minute you said green apple i was like epiphany yeah. epiphany yeah i'm, I'm really good at this <laughs> you're, 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 you're gonna be no, like no 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 no. this is <laughs> no I'm, yeah this is uh we've got some Sorry. strawberry <laughs> well yeah. i think i think what i'm also getting is like at the end i'm getting almost like a it is that that freshness in the sense where you said not grassy but almost like sprouty mm. like how fresh it is when you consume like that taste mm -hmm. of sprouts mm -hmm. like microgreens yeah. and stuff like that it's that like very it's a light earthy flavor it's not like deep yeah it's like right on top so yeah, yeah. not like a moss kind of like yes. super earthy but yeah more like yeah, if you just like kind of cut. I mean, I get weirdly, weirdly specific when like if you were to I'm cut ready. just like the tops off of the microgreens and yep. eat yes. them, you know, not even getting yeah. too far down to the roots. This is a green juice with pineapple, mm -hmm. ginger, and green apple in it for mm -hmm. sure. There we go. And, and parsley. I do like the, I get the parsley. That's the vibe. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I get. I get some like herbaceous. I mean, yeah, first and foremost, I get like lemon and lime and like not even the juice, like the zest. Like yes. this is so zesty because mm. it has so much of that flavor, you know? Yes. Um, and, and so you almost get like the flavor. I mean, it has tartness, but if, and if you can compartmentalize like lemon tart and just like lemon and then tart separately, yes you can kind of like understand that. I also get like, oh. I don't know, maybe some like tangerine. Mm -hmm. um, like like a, I'm picturing when you just peel it open, the tangerine, and there's like that little like mist almost that comes uh -huh. when you're peeling the like peel off in between the yeah. of it. That's the vibe. This is like Yasmin is such a great like. She's really good. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, this is what it's about is getting like super stupid oddly specific mm. like oh this smells like when I walk on freshly cut grass and I kick it up a little bit oh. in the air you know like my new like goal that. you have to get like go specific. places now and taste wine and be like <laughs> my new goal is to drink wine she doesn't is have, what she, she doesn't really have any <laughs> I mean yeah 
but she doesn't really have any legs on her I have to say that no legs I'll I'll talk about legs too because I I just want to actually what do you guys think that legs like represent or what what are legs to you I actually have no idea I am assuming it has to do with like the viscosity of the wine like the thickness for lack of a better word um and like how it kind of sticks to the glass yeah and how it goes down but I don't know what actually makes that happen if that is even mm, true I feel the yeah. same I feel like legs are the stickiness it's the it is like what you said the thickness mm-hmm. it's the um maybe can I guess what it is mm-hmm. what, what affects that I don't think I don't know if it's the oilness I feel like it's the sugar bingo (gasps) (laughs) no it it totally is the sugar so um if you have like a red wine you swirl it around in your glass um you actually like the number I guess number of legs doesn't necessarily matter it's the speed at which they like kind of fall from the glass yeah it's like does she um, legs for days or like heck yeah yeah is she gonna be on like the us. cover of vogue or no. <laughs> or is she an instagram um, model who takes her pictures yeah. Low angle? <laughs> yeah from like the ground yeah. up to yeah, yeah. Taller. um yeah so depending on the speed of which the um the legs fall from the side of the glass determines the alcohol content like directly related to the sugar because for like a simple winemaking little lesson um yeast eats sugar in the wine like the active yeast eats the sugar and turns into alcohol and co2 and so the alcohol content if the more sugar that's in the wine basically like from the beginning of fermentation the more alcohol is going to result in the end of fermentation okay so so if you have the legs that are, if they're dripping really, really slowly, it means they're not heavy enough to carry down the glass. So like less sugar, less alcohol. Mm. So you can actually kind of determine, you know, the alcohol percentage just based off of the the speed at which the legs like fall from the side of the glass, which I is kind of I cannot cool. wait until this pandemic is over and I can show off my new education. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel 10 times smart, smarter already just from that. I love it. So biodynamic is a really cool absolutely ancient like adam and eve ancient concept of winemaking um where a vineyard or a farm um is its own ecosystem and should be able to sustain itself completely between the plants the soil and even the animals and wildlife and insects in the area basically just think of it as like a little bubble where everything has to just like kind of sustain itself. And it's just a really holistic way of looking um, at wine. It does include a lot of the same principles as organic farming, like no pesticides, no herbicides, all that. But um, it also includes organic or natural ways of enriching the soil and pruning the vines um, to get the result you want out of it in just like a totally natural way. And it's kind of cool. Like a lot of wineries will also that are biodynamic will also have their own livestock that they can use their, like make their own manure to enrich the soil. And they will have their own like um, colony of bees so that they can like pollinate 
their own plants, their own vines, like everything is truly its own ecosystem. It is like the coolest concept ever. I am so excited about this. This is like regenerative agriculture. Yes. It is something that yes. I'm so passionate about, but to also mix like alcohol in with it. I mean, come on. Guys. Yeah. And I know you guys are going to love this part too, but a big process of biodynamic is also harvesting and growing with phases of the moon or even astrological signs. Yeah. I'm going to spill my glass all over my my drum. No, we're done. (laughs) Not my crate crate and barrel glasses. (laughs) Absolutely not. That is so fucking cool because I feel, let's talk about the moon for a second. I know we're going oh, off on a tangent, but I'm just going to say, obviously, the moon is powerful, tides, mm-hmm. periods. No, 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 yep. no, 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 wait. Tides. <laughs> <laughs> the moon is powerful, tides. <laughs> no, tides. I'm just saying how it relates to things. Yeah. yeah. So tides, periods. The, the motion yeah. of the ocean, babe. Wine. Wine. It's not the, what was, what's the, it's not the. It's not the. I was on the size of the boat. It's the <laughs> motion of the ocean. Oh my god. Um. Okay. So that's fucking cool. I just want to say, give it up for the yeah. moon. Let's give it up for the moon. Let's let's clap for her. International Women's Day. The moon you. baby. <laughs> the moon is the ultimate. 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 Listen, oh, there's been no drinking oh, occurring during this no, live not at all. episode. No one has to know how long it's going to take us to record this. <laughs> no, no, no. Mackenzie's just going to have to edit this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're going to keep a lot of this in, though. No, yeah. Um, we'll keep the moon. The moon is Because I'm fun. Yeah, we're, we're so fun. I want people to know how fun we are. <laughs> the moon is the ultimate feminine energy. There's actually, I was, um, I was reading this thing because you know I'm I'm studying right now for my level two sommelier exam also wait and I'm really nervous about like wait oh cheers cheers. to you um but I'm really nervous about the blind tasting part of it but I was reading and even Mackenzie said that um women have better palates than men so you know wine is feminine (laughs) because we have women have better palates than men so we can taste it better so go us Go women. What sparked my own excitement about wine wasn't necessarily just like wine. It was watching Psalm and Psalm yeah. 123. Maybe we should watch it after this. We've yeah, done. you guys should watch it tonight for so, sure. Psalm was life changing because I was like, whoa, there is so much that goes into a bottle of wine. Like, there's so many layers, there's so much to navigate and in psalm the third psalm specifically they touch on the fact that women are better blind tasters which is part of the if correct me if i'm wrong nicolette but it's part of the sommelier exam is blind Mm -hmm. tasting and this one woman i can't remember who what her name was but she's a sommelier she was like yeah women are known to be better blind tasters because our ability to like our sensitivity and our Mm -hmm. like memory recognition yes like women are better able to recall flavors from a memory (gasps) because men because we're emotional because it's emotional because men don't know it Mm -hmm. i love you quote that 
start quote because yeah, men don't know anything end quote men, no it's men don't remember I mean, they don't oh, know anything either but yeah. they don't remember anything yeah. <laughs> I, it's not even a tangent it's like a spiral that we've gone down okay yeah, like so, we're just in the eye of the tornado we can't even get back to the spiral yeah. well let's um, get back what by talking about okay you were biodynamic the moon yeah. astrology there's so many different mm-hmm. elements at play when it comes to creating a biodynamic wine can you mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about here? Let me like backtrack for a second too. Okay, yeah. Cause with, with the wine that we're drinking right now, the Afros Lorero. Um, so Lorero is the grape varietal. It's what's best known in the Vino Verde region of Portugal. Oh. It's like their main grape, but this one, this winery puts a big emphasis on beekeeping and like letting the bees kind of roam free to like naturally pollinate the plants. And because they say that bees bring Venus's influence and they bring love into a vineyard, which is just so wholesome and cute. I can't even stand it. Wow. Yeah. That's just like, if that's not the cutest thing you hear today, I don't know what is. No, that's literally (laughs) the cutest, most romantic thing ever. I love it. Mm -hmm. That is so precious. Okay. So, and it's like these reasons why I think biodynamic is just like such a freaking cool, um, Yes. Like movement and like um, way of making wine. And there was this winery that I sold when I was with Wine Warehouse called Montan Italy. And this woman that owns the winery, I actually met her once. She was the coolest, like most badass woman I've ever met. But she lives on the grounds of the winery. She like keeps her windows open so that birds can fly in and out of her house as they please. Um, they only harvest the wine on, I think like the first full moon of October or so, like the full moon of October is like when wow. they have, to, like it's the coolest, coolest, coolest like story ever. And I remember listening to all of that thinking, oh my God, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. This is this, giving me under the Tuscan sun vibes. Yeah. Sure. I'm getting like, <laughs> yeah. for me, I'm getting more of like a witchy vibe. I'm getting oh. more of like a, and yeah, cause and like, like full moon in October. Yes, I'm getting like a, I'm getting like a, it's an, it's actual potion making. Like it's actual yeah. magic making. It's in the same vein as like how we're seeing all this like artisanal sourdough or artisanal ferments of like kimchi and sauerkraut of course mm-hmm. there's kombucha. kombucha there's a lot more that goes yeah. into the process of winemaking um but it's really interesting because you do meet those the people that are doing things in a artisanal or biodynamic way and mm-hmm. they're just a different breed of people they're like truly the magic makers they they understand what goes into the science and like you said earlier the science and yeah. the art and the and yeah, I know I keep saying magic, but like, that's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like absolute magic. So that is so special. And mm-hmm. I just want to know really quick. So natural wines can be biodynamic, but not all, or what's, how do you, is, are all biodynamic wines natural, but not every natural wine is biodynamic. Can you touch on that? Yeah, that was right. Like not every natural wine is biodynamic. Biodynamic typically means no additives also. So it's also encompassed. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a more rigorous natural wine almost because you know, you have all these other like eco like full ecosystem like processes that you're 
that you're going through, um, you know, with the certain harvest dates and, you know, but like, not just like, okay, it's ready to pick, but like, we have to wait for the full moon, you know? So like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. as we open our last bottle of wine, which, um, as I can see is a twist off, which is like, I feel like you've curated this perfectly because (laughs) I don't know if I could deal with the wax situation right now. Um, I would love to hear because I'm, I mean, personally, I go to Whole Foods and I look mm-hmm. for something that's organic, which I think is even at Whole Foods is something that's difficult to find. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But knowing what I know now, that's not necessarily what I would like to be looking for. So I'd love to hear more about like, what should we look for when we're looking for wines? Like, are there any places specifically that you like to get wines at? Yeah. Just like it, I would like to know personally, and I would love for our audience to have a little bit of guidance in terms of like what they should look for. Yeah. When sourcing an either natural or biodynamic mm-hmm. wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> crack it open. Um. So I... I always kind of, I like to do my research, you know, before I, before I buy, if I'm going to like look out looking for a natural wine, I like to kind of do my research first. There are a couple of really cool Instagrams that I follow that like give really good suggestions for uh, natural wine. It's um, at nysa.wine and at the natural wine shop and shop is spelled fancy like (laughs) s-h-o-p-p-e but they give really good um they give really good uh what's it called like suggestions for wine um the biggest thing I can say is like do your research um especially because natural wines have no legal definition um you really want to you know make sure it's like being able to call something reserve has no like I could call water from my tap reserve, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no like regulation on it. So definitely do your research. Um, some other things that you can look for that are helpful is um, sustainable in practice or SIP certified. So sustainable in practice is a really rigorous like set of standards that mm-hmm. in order to be considered sustainable, you need to follow. Um, it includes competitive wages, reduced or recycled water, um, planting cover crops and naturally attracting wildlife and insects. So all of these things kind of, you know, like sustainable, organic, biodynamic, like they all kind of play a hand in each other. Um, they just, you know, they, they all mean different things. Um, they're all just different certifications. So look for sustainable in practice or SIP certified biodynamic certifications um, are given out by this international corporation called Demeter. So Demeter is a, um, an international uh, biodynamic um, certification kind of set of rules. So, you know, if it's biodynamic in the U S it's going to be biodynamic in, in Italy as well. Cause a lot okay. of our organic, even our organic, you know, standards are different, of course, from country to country, but Demeter, it kind of covers a lot of the international winemaking countries. And then another cool one that I found um, recently is called Salmon Safe, like salmon the fish. Um, And Salmon Safe is uh, mostly in the Northwest winemaking. So like Washington, Oregon, Um, and it's to prevent um, farm runoff from going into streams and rivers, which is a really, and like prevent like contamination, which is a really cool uh, project also. 
That's cool. I love that. Yeah. And then I know that I'm very, very lucky. I have two, I don't know if the entire shops would be considered natural wine shops, but more on the natural, organic, biodynamic side Mm -hmm. of things, Um, small wine shops. And they're both less than a mile away from my house. So I know I'm very like lucky and privileged to be able to have that option, but I know everybody doesn't. So are there any like websites? I know you work at a, a winery, but are there any websites or anything that you can recommend that people can go to where they know they can trust what they're getting is mm. something that they've heard about on this episode? Yeah. Um, you can, the mysa.wines um, on Instagram, they have their own website where you can go you know, get a bunch of the wines that they sell as well, I believe. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And Whole Foods is pretty good at like separating natural stuff and like pet nap section. And, you know, they, it's typically like pretty easy to find those. Um, Some cool, like some of my favorite places in LA to find cool wines are um, Esther's Wine Shop in Santa Monica. I love their selection is awesome. They have a lot of great Italians uh, revs, which are super cool and light, which actually, Yasmin, you might actually like because they're super like light and, okay. and acidic too. Um, but Esther's um, Lincoln Fine Wines is where I got the ones um, that we're drinking today. And then um, Silver Lake Wines is another great shop. I actually went there kind of when I had first started with Wine Warehouse with the rep that had the Silver Lake area and he brought me in there and just showed me all these wines that I had no idea yeah. what they were at the time but they are yeah. super knowledgeable and helpful like you know if you don't know what you're looking for um go to a wine shop and 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 just chat with somebody and say mm. hey this is kind of what I'm looking for like you know they're really knowledgeable and even at Wally's um I remember I was looking when I was job hunting previously, I saw a job posting for Wally's and the requirements to work at Wally's were like all these years of experience and sommeliers preferred. So um, all the employees at Wally's are super knowledgeable as well. And I know you mentioned Silver Lake Wines. I live in this area and Psychic Mm -hmm. Wines is something that I highly recommend. Very, very small shop where it's like mostly... I don't, again, I don't know if they're all natural or all bi- biodynamic, but they're mm. more on that end for sure. And they've been yeah. very helpful to me because I've definitely been somebody who's gone in and be like, well, I like this Sauvignon Blancs mm. from Marlboro. Like, what do you think I'll like here? And they've always been yeah. amazing. And during COVID, you can, you call and place your order and they'll even help you that way. And then they just like put it mm-hmm. on a bench outside and you can grab it. I think for, for me and for Garrett, like we both love wine so much and whenever we had the opportunity or whenever, whenever we had the opportunity, like wine tasting was always like a go-to as, as far as dates mm-hmm. go. Um, I mean, you haven't taken me on a wine tasting date, so I'm <laughs> so a little bit offended. Rude. But what I was going to say is like when we are sourcing wines for ourselves, I think we tend to go towards like local wine shops in the same vein as what you're saying, Nicolette, like talking to our local you know, wine shop owners or the people that work there who actually end up being very experienced sommeliers or tasting room managers like yourself. So that's always really a great source for people that are outside LA, I'm guessing. And then also even, like you said, Whole Foods seems like a great resource. Um, mm-hmm. Even at and Whole Foods, Whole Foods wine stewards are knowledgeable, you know, right. as well. Um, 
and uh total wine also they're pretty knowledgeable in there too um not to bash Bevmo because I love them for so I many other things. I was like, let's talk about Bevmo. Let's talk about Bevmo. No, I love them for so many other things. But um, I, you know, I went in there and asked him if he had a natural wine section. And he just looked clueless. Like, yeah. didn't even know. It, it was <laughs> yeah. like I came in speaking Mandarin. And whether or not that's cons- consistent across the board. Right. I think that mm-hmm. if you can support a local smaller yes. business at this yeah. time, it's always an option that I recommend going towards. Obviously, that's not practical for everybody but if that is an option to you especially if you live somewhere like LA I would totally and you're also going to get more personalized support if you go somewhere like there versus above Mo if if Bevmo is your option then like hopefully you've learned enough in this episode where you kind of have a little bit of a education to navigate with I think also even like there are restaurants now with especially during this pandemic and I and honestly I hope after we'll continue to sell wines because the 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 restaurants that we know and love like even just locally are selling wines that they always keep on their menu and I think that or bottles that they're always that they always keep on their menu and I think that that's also a really cool way to source wines Mm -hmm. because you're getting them from a restaurant where they have put the same consideration the same um, you know, intention behind sourcing and like curating a wine. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a great way to support restaurants right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in the the industry and it struggled a lot Mm -hmm. in the pandemic and, you know, just always looking, I'm always looking for new ways to support my, my restaurant industry and all your favorite restaurants, you know, like the big things are buy gift cards. Mm -hmm. Like if you, you know, if you feel uncomfortable still eating, eating out somewhere buy a gift card because you can use it in the future but it's still money in their pocket right now which is Mm -hmm. like you know what they need a lot of restaurants will also you know if they have excess inventory of stuff they will sell it off they will sell wine spirits whatever you know put that money in in their pocket instead yeah and if for whatever reason you don't have access to any of these options which I do recommend first and foremost um and Nicolette you can correct me if these are not good options because I haven't heard anything (laughs) If you don't have any of these options, um, I have heard about online e-com sites like Organic Sellers or Unusual Wines, which I know is kind of more of their own brand. Um, Dry Farm Mm -hmm. Wines, I know have pretty rigorous standards. Dry Farm Wines, I have heard good things about. I've only heard good things about Dry Farm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Thrive Market, I know it's a membership, but if you do have a membership to Thrive Market or if you're interested in that, it's like a natural grocery store online, essentially, they have a, a... pretty large wine selection resources at fingertips I believe Mm -hmm. but first and foremost if you're gonna do an online something research first Mm -hmm. you know do your it's important to do your due diligence you know and look into I I try to look if I'm spending money on bottles and I'm not just running to Whole Foods because I need a bottle of wine like right now I'm you know I'm doing my due diligence Mm -hmm. I like to I like to put money into wineries that I really believe in. And, um, you know, it's the reason I'm a wine club member at so few wineries because, mm-hmm. you know, I just like want to believe in them. And I also, I wouldn't work at my winery if I didn't like fully believe in, you know, yeah. the product and it's it being natural, organic, sustainable, all of that. Um, so yeah, do your due diligence and make sure that um, even like, you know, not just the websites you're buying from, but the wineries that you're buying, you know, make sure it's something that aligns with, with what you want in a product. Yeah. Same thing you would buy, you know, anything else. 
I know we have a biodynamic wine that we actually have to try. So let's go ahead and try that. And then while we're quote unquote trying it, we'll, um, we'll go ahead and like talk about that. And then we can, I know we talked about touching on, like, we think that wine is such an exclusive like thing to talk about, but Mm -hmm. in reality, but I do want to talk about the self-icing because I think that that is a hot button issue. So let's first, let's try this. Oh, oh, glug, glug, glug. So this wine, I apologize if I'm just totally butchering the pronunciation of it, but I think you it's you were the last ones to know. <laughs> I think it's Menklang mm-hmm. or Meinklang, but basically it's an Austrian winery, which hence the name is probably impossible for us to pronounce. And um, I know you guys can't see, but there is a cow on the bottle as well. So I feel like that's going to have something to do with it, especially because as we mentioned, it's a biodynamic wine. Yes, it is biodynamic as was the last one. Yeah, I feel like uh, biodynamic is to like European wines as natural is to us right now. Like biodynamic is kind of like their natural movement. So as you can see in this one, like this one's actually pretty clear for like a natural wine. Um, A lot of them have like just tons of sediment, you know, because of the no filtration or anything. But this specific winery um, is in I'm Austria. <laughs> no, go ahead. all over her white pillow and her couch. Oh my god! To those of you listening, I wanted to quickly mention that first of all, we've had a lot of interruptions, and it <laughs> unfortunately doesn't have anything to do with the fact that we're kind of drunk. But um, well, the most, the last one did. Yes, actually, that's yeah. the most recent one was because I did spill red wine on my pillowcase because I thought I was being so cool, like swishing my glass around, like trying to see the legs and everything. Um, But a tip from Nicolette is to put white wine on the red wine stain to pull out the red wine from the stain. And Mm -hmm. I will keep you guys updated on how that goes in the notes of this podcast. But sounds um, yeah, white, trust the white wine on it, and then um, and then some water to like wash cool. all the color away. Obviously, I will keep you updated <laughs> on how that goes. I do have like Perfect. a charcoal colored couch, and this is exactly why I haven't even touched it. You can't do the one. You can't see the wine. Yeah. Whoever sits on my couch, just know that there are so many different <laughs> stains that you cannot see. So okay, this wine. Oh, let's yeah. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Austrian names i i don't even want i mean i'll i'll pronounce the i'll try to pronounce the grape varietals like more for all of your entertainment <laughs> um i think it's the one i know is zweigel no and saint laurent i can pronounce those but the the main one is blau frankish <laughs> okay yeah. Perfect. yeah there we go as an austrian um, and this one this one is spontaneously fermented so like we were talking about you know human bread rolls you know yeast all around us this one is spontaneously fermented and vegan um they use um yasmin was saying earlier there's a cow on the label and they you know they have a lot of their own livestock they use their own manure from their livestock and from local animals um, to enrich the soil um, that the grapes grow on Love. So yeah, I think that's the reason behind the uh, the cow. Um, but yeah, what do you guys, uh, what do you taste in, in this puppy? This one is much more tannic, much, mm-hmm. much more tannic. It leaves that like, like feeling in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, um, licking you get it. It. Feeling. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a film, like there's kind of a, a, a tart film 
going on from the sides of my tongue and the sides of my mouth. This, again, personally, I'm not a huge red wine fan. I would drink it. It's not my first choice. Um, mm-hmm. For red, it is pretty drinkable for me because it is, even though it's pretty tannic, it has a little bit more of a drier, like lighter taste to it. I wouldn't consider it mm-hmm. full body. <laughs> Personally, see, I really don't know what I'm talking about with yeah. red wines. Um, but it's 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 like a little funkier too. It has a little yes. bit of a funk to it for sure. It's almost more savory, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like notes, let's see. It's stronger on the nose than like the rose and the white were. Definitely. Um, it's, I, I don't, the nose is really what throws me off. I'm not even going to go there. I can, I, I'll, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm I'm sorry. It's your turn. Um, <laughs> but it does, again, with the, with the, with the smell too, I get a little bit more of a savory smell. Okay. But, so no, yeah, sorry. Go, you know what you're talking about. Go. No, I was going to say on the nose, I'm getting like, I'm getting like caramelized onions, baked bread, where like the toast, mm, the toasted aspect, hungry. but mm-hmm. taste wise, bro, isn't that crazy how you really can taste more of the red and like differentiate like what the different flavors are and like describe them. And I can do the other ones a little bit better with the white. Because we, like, yeah, we like different yeah. things. I love it. So mm-hmm. taste wise, it is white. What, what you were saying, Yaz, it is lighter than the average red. Mm-hmm. And you can even just see, like, if you were to hold it up to, like, a white piece of paper, like, the color is, like, a really kind of, like, cherry-ish. I'm mm-hmm. just holding it up to my computer yeah. screen right now. But, like, a very, like, cherry-ish kind of, like, bright red. It's um, it's pretty clear. It's pretty, mm-hmm. like, it looks light. Like, you yes. can tell a lot just by, like, the look and the color of the wine. You can tell a lot. You can tell that it's going to be lighter. She also doesn't have a lot of legs. Or her legs aren't very <laughs> long. The taste I'm getting... First, I get like really tart cherry, which you said cherry, but I'm getting really tart cherry, blackberry, and then it turns into like almost a burnt sugar. It's it's not too sweet, but it is like this like bitter with the sweet. And then I get, which I guess could also turn into like the acidic balsamic vinegar notes. Ooh, I like vinegar. the balsamic. That was a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I, I yeah. totally uh, balsamic, balsamic. I get like vinegar bread and balsamic. I, I uh-huh. get getting describing. That. I'm getting yeah. when I smell it, it's just like I'm like, did I just bake a loaf of sourdough? Yeah. I don't know. I, like I think it's just like the yeasty. The berries I didn't get, but of course, like I think with red wine, it's harder for me because in general, it's like a mm-hmm. it tastes a little save more savory. Yeah, I um I, I love think watching the balsamic. Like, all of a sudden, sorry, excuse just, me. Like come alive. <laughs> I all of a sudden like I love watching you all of a sudden step into your power when it came to the red. You were like, I got it. She gave me a second. I love red wine. (laughs) Do not get me started. That That was so funny. You like, you guys literally just like swapped with like, yeah. You're like, I don't know, like maybe some citrus to let me tell you about this. Yeah. And the last one, I was like, I got lemon. It's not grassy, but it's herby. It's like I was like ready to go, and now you're like, "Mm -mm, you don't know what you're talking about, babe. Let me step in. I just love red wine. Everything about it. No, I think that the balsamic is a great like way to describe like because you know it's like that vinegary sweetness, mm-hmm. and it's like a great way to kind of describe that like acidic sweet kind of balance. Because I hate to use the word like jammy to describe this because it's not, but it has like that 
almost like balsamic kind of syrupy sweetness, but that yes. still has that like bite at the end. Yes. Um, I think a lot of cranberry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's why the berries, I didn't really like the, I kind of got the bear, the like tart, the blackberry, like tart, yeah. tart, but if you like, if you think about like cranberry juice, when you take a sip of this, like you're going to taste cranberry juice. And then it has like a tiny, like on the finish, I get the like savory aspect you guys are talking about. Cause it almost hits you with like an earthy, like, like a smoky, like leatheriness almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that like, we talked about the buzzwords, right? Like Mm-hmm. dynamic organic natural I want to talk about the other big buzzword which is sulfites and and how that relates to because in a lot of like wellness spaces I don't want to name names but I'm gonna name names aka the goopers okay yeah the goopers of the world We've said goopers on this podcast before I'm just saying yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> the goopers of the world are like natural wines all the rave you know why because hangover free because they don't have sulfites. And I know yeah. that that's untrue, but I want to talk about sulfites, what that means, what wines contain sulfites, and uh, just how those play into like potentially having a hangover or that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Give us the 411. Yeah. Give us the so, 411. Um, the four wine wine. Um, I'm not going to stop doing it because it's so good. I'm so proud of myself. I'm sorry. So, um, like truly nothing makes me happier than being able to kind of stick it in the face of the goopers. <laughs> <You're> like, actually, <laughs> you're wrong. Excuse me, we're right here. Oh my god. No, <laughs> fuck goopers. Back up. You're wrong. Sulfites is honestly Please. one of my like favorite topics because there are so many misconceptions about about sulfites in wine and just like these I guess like rumors that people like make up about them and then they just like become knowledge that everybody's like oh don't drink red wine because it has sulfites and it's going to give you a headache start out by saying all wines have sulfites sulfites are a naturally occurring element that occurs in the winemaking process and the fermentation process so no matter what wine you're drinking it's going to be it's going to have sulfites in it unless it specifically says sulfite free. But if you're having if you have a wine that's sulfite free, then it can't be natural because you have to manipulate the wine mm-hmm. to get it to be sulfite free. Okay. Therefore, it's not natural anymore. So is that specifically made for people who are allergic to sulfites? Yeah, okay. it is. But, um, you know, when people say that they're affected by sulfites, they get a headache. Yeah. Only 2% of the population is affected by sulfites. Yeah. And like the, the common, um, you know, complaints of people who actually are affected by sulfites is not headaches. It's like respiratory issues. Yeah. So when people say, oh, I got a headache because I drank a wine with sulfite. No, it's because you drank alcohol. You're going to get a headache, <laughs> you know? Like you can't slam two bottles of wine and like blame it on the sulfites, oh, Betty. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> we ate a salad before this. Does that, does that, is that yeah, okay? it's all It's called balance. <laughs> I think a balanced meal is a glass of wine in both hands. Wow. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior has spoken. <laughs> like I could go on and on about like sulfite misconceptions, but um, yeah, another, like, you know, people say that they're like affected by wine, sulfites, whatever. Um, 
there are actually like so if you if you claim that you're affected by sulfites and why but you eat like french fries or you eat dried apricots those there are a thousand times more sulfites in french fries or dried apricots than there are in wine like a thousand times more and it's a natural it's it's in you know it's in a lot of food it's a naturally occurring process you know it's not some like crazy chemical that that gets added I mean it can be added in chemical form but you know it's it's a naturally occurring thing that happens in wine you know it's nothing to like be afraid of and if you are in the if you happen to be in the one to two percent of people who are affected by it like apologies for you know for you but most likely you're not in that percentage and Mm -hmm. you're fine it's because you're drinking alcohol and it has and wine has sugar in it that's like why you're getting Mm. you know a headache the next day so do you like to yeah no go ahead I was gonna say do you think that maybe the the misconception is that when you are consuming a you know natural wine that there are maybe less sulfites or less added sulfites and so there's this feeling of like well there's no additives so it's better for you yeah um so I think a good way to approach that there's always going to be sulfites in natural wine but you know they can't winemakers can't add any sulfites to natural wine which is you know you know that it's going to be a lesser amount than other wines you might be getting and then the way I think about you know like additives and not just sulf like added sulfites but added chemicals added sugar all of that you know I like to think of it kind of in terms of other foods that we eat Mm -hmm. like yes it would be amazing if we could you know just eat completely like raw natural organic foods all the time but that's not realistic Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. it's just it's not a realist and you know if you want to just drink all natural wines like that's that's up to you but I have I some of my favorite wines are non-natural wines you know and it's it's unrealistic to think that you you like you're not going to cross some wines that are still totally fine for you they're not going to give you any worse of a hangover than a natural wine but they you know they have some additives they have mm-hmm. they got some shit <laughs> that makes total sense mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. especially holy that's like <laughs> essentially <laughs> he said it so naturally <laughs> especially if there are like added sugars to the mm-hmm. wine I feel like that that would mm-hmm. probably like heighten the yeah yeah the next day yeah Call- sugar sugar and alcohol is the big one you know mm-hmm. like if you like your drink like you can you drink a bunch of vodka and you get a hangover too you know it's the right. same thing with wine it's the fact that it's sugar turning into alcohol you still have sugar you still have alcohol in there like that's what's giving you a hangover and a headache like there's not really any like proof that natural wines give you less of a hangover than a, like a quote unquote <laughs> normal wine mm-hmm. um you know you if you it. Yeah, if you, you know, but I I kind of equate it to like, it's just all about how you feel and like what you put in your body, like, you know, for, for like, you like you guys seem to eat like really clean. And, you know, and I eat McDonald's sometimes. So, you know, like, and if you guys like ate McDonald's, you'd probably feel like shit, you know, because your Mm -hmm. body is just like not used to it. So if you're only drinking like natural wines, and then you switch to a wine that like probably has some added chemicals, it's going to, you know, it might throw you off kilter a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I've been drinking 
mostly natural wines, like just because of my job. Um, that's kind of like all I've been drinking lately. Mm-hmm. So that I went over to a friend's house last weekend and I had a bottle of something just like off the shelf at the grocery store that I know has like residual added sugar to it. And I only had one glass and I had the gnarliest headache the next day because of like the sugar. So, you know, I think like, even though there's no proof, I think there's something to it, but not in like a scientific, like it's proven to give you less of a hangover way, just in more of like a, your body gets used to certain types of, you know, natural whole, it's the same reason we eat like quote whole foods and like Mm. organic foods and like why you would feel better eating a salad than a Big Mac you know Mm -hmm. like it's just like what your body gets used to like being nourished with and I I, I'm this is not like my professional opinion this is just like my personal opinion of like Mm -hmm. why maybe we get less of a hangover from natural wine because like your body kind of gets used to like not having those added chemicals so like when you switch back to a normal wine you can kind of feel crappy afterwards yeah we were talking about this actually before we recorded this we specifically (laughs) decided to make like a salad with a ton of vegetables and protein and fat in it because we were like okay Mm -hmm. we're gonna drink a bunch of wine and we're gonna eat a fucking vegan grain-free cheese board after (laughs) and we don't want to feel like shit after we eat the vegan grain-free cheese board and I was like we're the weakest link in society we truly are (laughs) cashew cheese is what's gonna take us out are you fucking kidding me but it's because we've been in that position before so I'm glad we prepared ahead of time I'm glad to but I totally agree with what you're saying is like now I'm obviously very glad that I'm on like more of a health journey and taking care of myself in that way yeah I feel better doing so but if I go back to the things that I did previously before this Mm -hmm. journey right I definitely feel worse my body is our body I can feel like I can speak for you when I'm talking about this but like our bodies are so much more sensitive in the same vein as what you're saying Nicolette how in the past few weeks you've been consuming more natural wine switched to a conventional wine and had that experience both Yaz and I have been consuming for the past four to five to six years of our lives more like raw whole foods and then when we stray from that we mm-hmm. tend to have to get digestive issues because yeah. we're consuming foods that we're not used to and so it's like it's almost like it's a yeah, good it's like your body has adjusted to like a cleaner you know way yes. of you eating and drinking and then you add something to it and it's like what the hell is this yes you know so it's but a, it's a good thing but it's also you know it there's mm-hmm. more to be mindful of because it doesn't take yeah. away from the benefits of like natural wine or whole foods or no. whatever that is because as we talked about like especially with biodynamic there's so much art involved mm-hmm. in that process mm-hmm. that it just makes the wine so much more special magic and i'm sure and i'm sure the flavor profile has so much more dimension and it's just like really and to be able to support farmers that like um that use those practices and put that time and energy into that like that doesn't take away from the value of eating a certain way or drinking wine in a certain form mm-hmm. or anything like that mm-hmm. but it's just something to note yeah yeah and I mean, I, it, it's different from every or for everybody you know like yeah you know for for vegans that's you know like that's their way of life and that's what's like important to them like for me like I still eat even though I just talked about eating McDonald's which you know doesn't happen often but like I eat relatively like healthy for me like I but you know I enjoy a nice steak which like is not something that a vegan 
would ever eat. It doesn't take mm-hmm. away from being vegan and doesn't take away from eating meat. It's just like different things are important to us, mm-hmm. you know? You know what? No, we different that- strokes for different folks. That's that's all there is to it, baby. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but, or the um, <laughs> Don't put your Where own smoke in the basket. Fire. Yeah, you know, like, it's fine. It's a straw that broke the camel's back, you know? <laughs> Truthfully. T- tip of the iceberg. But um, anyway. No, but I mean, piggybacking off of that, to each their own, and to each their own in the sense, like, wine should be for everyone, and everyone should have their own, you know, relationship, or be able, I'm sorry, not only should have, but should have access and the ability to form their own relationship with wine so Mm -hmm. Nicola can you like talk to us about your stance on that exact you know the accessibility yes on that exact topic because I know going into this I'm like I don't know anything about wine I came out Mm -hmm. of it I'm like I'm a fucking professional already no (laughs) I am a sommelier but um (laughs) no I went into this like just as you were speaking to looking at a menu and being like, okay, well, I know what Sauvignon Blanc means. So that's what I'm going to order. Or I know what a rosé. So that's what I'm going to order, but I actually have no idea what that means. I would love to just um, be able to empower our audience more in the way that I feel like we've been empowered throughout this episode. Yes. And Mm -hmm. also not to, I don't think this is a digression, but also when I went to, when I traveled to Europe, you could get a $3 bottle of wine. What? That was amazing that was equivalent to a $16 bottle of wine in in the U.S. so I do want to kind of relate that to the accessibility and the ease of finding a good quality wine and where to source I mean we talked about where to source that but and like what Mm -hmm. goes into that you know and how anyone anyone no matter where they are located can create a relationship with wine you know yeah so I'll kind of start you know with that aspect of it and I think it has a lot to do with I mean think about how like so in in Italy for example like you go to you know like a little corner market and you just have access to these like incredible like locally grown amazing like fruits vegetables handmade pastas like hand cured meats literally anything you want and it, I think it just more says a lot about our accessibility to like food as a whole in the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, and we look at, you know, look at just like the Mediterranean diet is like such a popular, I don't, I hate to call it a diet, but like Mediterranean way of eating is such a popular one just because it's so clean and like you feel great afterwards and it gives you energy and it's like but also just very the, approachable. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Super approach. You know, there's fish, there's pasta, you know, there it's not like don't eat carbs and only drink water for, mm-hmm. you know, eight days. It's yeah. It's super <laughs> doable. It's like foods that we already like to eat, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's approachable. Um, I think it's just accessibility to those things in it, in other countries, it's just like the standard that we've created of like the cheap stuff is not necessarily the healthy stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of goes same for, for wines. I mean, I, I feel like the range of, you know, natural wines I've and biodynamic wines I've seen go anywhere from like 15 to 25 like maybe maybe 12 on the cheap side but most likely like 15 to 25 dollars you know um 
so it's just a matter of accessibility and mm. of, you know this is just like the way that that the U.S. kind of is you know Functions, I don't hate to yeah. just say like it is what it is but yeah which is kind of the way that like we function as a whole with like food and drink which obviously for isn't always like practical and accessible for everybody but when mm-hmm. I found out that I could get a natural wine for $15 I was like oh my gosh I thought this was so out of reach for me like when you hear about wine yeah there are wines that are millions yeah oh yeah literally yeah you used to sell wines that were like thousands of dollars wow so yeah not my cup of tea personally (laughs) I could do with the mind cling but although again I know that this is a luxury and it's not necessarily Mm. accessible for everybody yeah more accessible than people think Mm -hmm. in terms of price point Mm mm-hmm and I think yeah I got so both both of the wines that I bought from the Venice or Lincoln fine wines um were 15 each mm-hmm. which I so, will link they were, these below right. as well mm-hmm. wherever I can find them or even just put the names below it depends on like yeah um, I'll, I can send you the links too of like the because of like the actual ones that I bought like their actual awesome. websites because I think it's really cool to like you know, start with those and like do your own research and see, you know, what biodynamic and sustainable and natural means to, to these wineries, Mm -hmm. you know? Amazing. Well, you know, thanks so much for (laughs) taking the time for a better phrase. Like we really do appreciate you taking the time to do this with us and obviously getting us a little bit but but it's been so educational. I truly feel like I am walking away from this you know, recording, feeling more empowered in the wine world Mm -hmm. and able to understand what I'm looking at as a consumer as well, which is also very empowering. So thank you. That's like, that's like my whole goal is I, you know, I just like want, I want wine to feel you know, accessible as a concept, Mm. just because I feel like it can be really daunting to look at how, just how much knowledge there is. I mean, we touched like the tip of the iceberg just on natural and like biodynamic wines today. And, you know, look how long it, we have been recording for it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we touched the tip of the iceberg on like a teeny tiny topic, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and it can feel really daunting, but I just, you know, I want to make wine as like easily um, accessible in knowledge as possible so that, you know, you're out at a restaurant, you look at a wine list and you think, oh, cool. Like I kind of know how to navigate my way around this. Even if you can just say like, oh, I think that's an Italian red. I would be thrilled if more people could just like, you know, kind of identify, like, I think I'm going to like this. I think I'm going to like that. And number one, I hate when people look at a wine list and are like scared of it. You know, I just want, I want everybody to feel like, all right, I got this. Like I got more of a handle on it. The information's not that scary. I'm very, very excited more than anything to go on a date and like put this into practice Aww. although for some reason everyone that I date is sober but that's a story for another podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to go on a date with Garrett and be like I know more like about I wine than you do more than you because I'll go on a date with you Yasmin and we what? can <laughs> do wine <laughs> and then you guys can compare notes thank you so much again I feel like this has been such an insightful and educational experience where can our audience find you pimp yourself out yes Oh, awesome. Um, so I honestly do not ever really post on social media. I'm just going <laughs> to preface that, but, yeah. um, but like saying it out loud is going to kind of like force me to, to start like posting more regularly, which is something I really want to do. But 
my account um, where I talk about like wine and and spirits and beer on Instagram is at Nick Delish. So N-I-C-D-E-L-I-S-H. Um, and then my regular account is Nick DeLuca. And then so they're kind of wa- playful. And then my, yeah, the winery that I work for is at Summer Somewhere Wines. Um, come visit me in Malibu at the tasting room. Um, well. Heck yeah. And one of the things I'm going to try to do on my Instagram, um, Nick Delish, like moving forward is I want to do a little, like a new, I've already started like kind of working on it conceptually, a new little segment called um, Boozy Beats. So I'm going to get a wine, like I think like once a week or once every two weeks, I'm going to take one wine and I'm going to pair it with a song. I think it like listens well <gasps> with. Stop. We will absolutely so, repost We are that. consuming like, yeah. it. Consuming <laughs> it. I love it. And I'll make a Spotify playlist and everything. That's amazing. Okay. So we will absolutely post that on at the gut feelings pod. So definitely let us know. When awesome. That's yeah. Yeah, I will for sure. Oh, well, thank, thank you so much, much for your time. We had such a good time. I really hope this was that. so fun. Bye. Bye, guys. Hello, and welcome to the segment of gut feelings that we like to call "Spill Your Guts." If you can't tell, we have tasted three wines by now. <laughs> Um, I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Nicola as much as we did. Like we were just raving about how much I like her and how sweet she is. This is my first time meeting her. As Mackenzie said, she's known her for a very long time, but she was so sweet. And like, I just really enjoyed the conversation with her and learned so much about wine. I feel like I'm just, I'm brilliant now. I'm ready to go tasting for, I know I already mentioned the snowboarding thing, so now whoever wants to take me on a wine tasting date, I'm here. This is my new dating app. Because yeah, I've apparently. I've deleted all of them. I mean, it doesn't have to be a date. It can be like a friend date, um, just to put that out there. But I I truly like enjoy this episode so much and learn so much, and I really hope you guys feel the same way. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, as Yasmin mentioned, we're a few glasses deep. So just a little uh, and going heads up as we express our highs and lows of the week. We wanted it to be that way. We wanted to hop in to spill your guts with, you know, a little a little liquid, liquid courage. Oh. oh, we went in the same direction. We were almost there. We just didn't quite meet. Just quite. We were saying earlier that like we need to, you know, not we need to, but like we should go to couples therapy. But we said we should, like, it would be fun to try couples therapy together. But obviously, if we do, we will record it for the podcast. Yeah, so keep an eye out. It would just be fun to, like, check out where yeah. we're we're Because honestly, clicking. I don't have anything, like, negative to say, but we'll see what comes up, you know? You're like, I've got a running like, list. <laughs> I don't know about you, but... No, I'm just kidding. Um, But that would just be fun. Yeah, so... so. What are your low of the week, Mackenzie? Okay, truthfully, I I just gotta be honest. Like, I don't really have one. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear. I'm sorry, but no, I just no, don't no. really have Why one. are you apologizing for not having a bad week? I don't understand this. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad to hear that. I think, I think if anything, it's just that I'm having issues sleeping because of my dog that's you're also... you're PMSing. I'm PMSing, but also I, I'm... My dog is definitely... Um, you know, she's a small toddler. Mm. She is. She's one and a half years old. Mm. I guess technically she's a teenager, but she 
will jump onto my spleen in the middle of the night because Garrett is the alpha, so she wouldn't dare go over to Garrett's side of the bed. But she comes over to mine. She no. Here's what happens. I hear this. I hear and a little like shaking. That was actually a really good sound, like a licking sound. Oh, thank you. Did a really good job with that sound effect. Well, I hear that, and then I all of a sudden I feel forty five pounds jumping with force directly onto my fucking kidney and uh it interrupts my sleep and then also Junie has a lot of like dreams slash possibly nightmares so there's lots of like shaking and sounds going on in the night so that's the only possible low is that I'm not having the most you know streamlined we got sleep. a sleep trainer we got a sleep trainer. If I if I did it with a human, <laughs> we can do it with a dog. Well, here's the thing. Garrett. We've been doing... No, no, no. It's not Garrett's fault. We've been doing a better job. We tell her to go to her bed. She goes for pretty much the entire night, but she always ends up coming in to bed around like 3 or 4 a.m. So okay. we just got to like... So you need to sleep train her. Yeah, we just got to stretch it out a little more. Um, but she's getting better is what I'm trying to say. Okay. My high of the week... Aside from this podcast. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, okay, aside from this podcast, so on Saturday, I had the most delightful day. I didn't make any plans with Garrett or any plans whatsoever, but he ended up staying home, whereas normally on Saturdays, he goes to his music studio to record and create, which I always support, but he ended up staying home, and we we, we watched sex in the city and just like had a very chill day he worked on music a little bit i did some work for like my upcoming week and my nutrition clients and just sort of prepped for that and uh it was just a very chill day and i felt very relaxed i uh drank some wine it was just a nice saturday i liked it that i liked really nice. i like a good saturday right because like mm-hmm. saturday is the true weekend day because mm-hmm. sundays you're always like prepping for the week you're scared mm-hmm. you my got... weeks are all fucked up yeah that's so. true yeah well in even even despite that fact like i always find myself dreading sundays and always like craving saturdays mm-hmm. so it was I a good saturday well, I'm very happy to hear. Thanks. I don't want you to have... I don't think anybody, like, wants you to have a low of the week. Nobody's, like... I don't feel like that. Yeah. Nobody's, like, hoping that you have a shitty week. I, I understand where Could you're you coming from. I mean, no, no, maybe. I'm just saying, like... Everybody else I always there. feel like it's a little bit juicy. Like, when you find... I'm not juicy in the sense where you're like, oh, tell me, tell me how your week was bad. But I just mean, like, it's always a little more, like... Oh, like there's like this intimate moment that I had mm-hmm. where maybe I wasn't feeling the most bright yeah. or what have you. No, That's it's really what I, Yeah, and but so... But do you feel like for some reason, and this is only a question, but do you feel like there's like a certain privilege that comes with saying that? Like, oh, there's so many people suffering out there and like everybody has negative things going on and if I say I don't, then I feel... Maybe sometimes, but not right now. Oh, that good. wasn't where it came from. I was more the so... got rid of it. <laughs> I'm good. No, I just was more so like, I'm. I really am like, you know, I I don't have anything to share mm-hmm. other than good. Love it. Maybe some shitty sleep. That's all I need to know. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was, you know, not being sensitive or what have you. Mm-hmm. 
just was like, sorry guys, got no hot goss to contribute to the episode. Well, my low of the week, <laughs> again, it's not even that big of a deal. I mean, I'm very, I'm very overwhelmed with this week. I would say that's just like the general, a little bit of a cloud over my head feeling, but it's all like, you know, I'm overwhelmed because I'm busy and I have stuff going on and I'm very, very grateful for that. It doesn't take away from like the feeling of being overwhelmed mm-hmm. and like scrambling, but I have a new client in terms of like the marketing creative aspect of it, which is a big client and it's a lot of work for me specifically. Um, and it's very exciting, but it's also like, holy fuck, how am I going to juggle this all? Yeah. Um, a client just gave birth yesterday for doula work. So that's like a lot that I'm going to have to figure out how to manage that timeline with this, obviously with being a mom too. And that's a whole other aspect of it. Um, and socializing, which is a very big, big, important part for me in mm-hmm. my life. Um, AKA you're wearing like 5,000 hats always <laughs> but my main like I guess low and I texted you yesterday about this mm-hmm. is that I was having some like digestive health problems which is a lifelong struggle for me but I definitely go through these periods of like having flare-ups and I was like very i am been very very scared that I'm heading into a flare-up especially with the amount of like work and just everything that I have on my plate right now it's it's very scary because it's hard to function it's just like hard to feel confident it's it makes every like it adds a layer of difficulty to everything mm-hmm. um and so it was definitely like I cried about that yesterday like I was definitely very sad about that I am staying positive I don't I'm really hoping and thinking that it was just like a few days that I was off which is very normal but mm-hmm. of course like with the chronic health problems that I've had my whole life it's not just that no it's usually. daunting yeah so I'm hoping that that was just a couple of days. Like, I felt pretty good today. I felt pretty good last night. So I'm I'm very hopeful about that. So that was my low. Like, we don't even really know if it's a low. I was just, like, feeling low about it yesterday. Um, Which is, like, you know, whether it is or it yeah. isn't, like, it's valid. You know, yeah, like, it's valid. it's scary. It's scary. It's, like, yeah. grieving in a way. Well, when, you, when you're, like, faced, and we went through that, together you know via text mm-hmm. no, not in person but like i know i feel bad text. because mackenzie was like trying to give me advice and i was like mackenzie i'm just trying to vent yeah because i am very much like an overthinker and i'm also an aries and it's difficult for me to take advice or like difficult for me to accept people telling me what to do not not necessarily that that's what you were doing just in general mm-hmm. um but I'm definitely an overthinker, and I'm a doer, and I'm a fixer. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, I've thought of everything. Yeah, you're like, avenue. I've already done. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a solution yeah. that I've already tried. Yeah, I was like, Which, I just need to vent. But I didn't go to you in the conference. This is already our couple's therapy. Yeah, yeah. We're diving um, into it. I didn't. I I recognize that I didn't go into the conversation being like, Hey, I just need to vent about something. Which we do often. It was yeah. just like, I was just. You were asking me how I was doing, and I was like, To be completely honest with you, like I'm kind of struggling with this. yeah but actually that was a good lesson I think for both of us Mm -hmm. if I can speak for both of us but I'm assuming it was a good lesson for me I thought about it afterwards and I was like okay I need to make sure that I'm going in um being vocal about like what I'm trying to get out of this conversation but I also thought about that too because I was like well a lot of times I have friends that will come to me and and vent and I guess like this is something that I don't even realize that I'm doing, but I do have that, like, well, in the same vein, like, that fixer mentality, Mm -hmm. like, how do, how can I, and my love language is this, is, like, 
helping mm-hmm. is like Access providing service. yeah is providing like resources or services or you know care or nurturing mm-hmm. for my the people that I love or just you know people in general mm-hmm. I like that's the way that I love um and so that was a reminder to me too in the sense where it's like well not everyone is wanting like an act and mm-hmm. when you said that you were like truthfully the only thing you can do is just like be like just mm-hmm. listen I was like okay like because I think that that also I think that is something that has always been not a problem but something that I always come back to reminding myself to do which is like truthfully just like being able to sit and listen and be receptive and mm-hmm. say I hear you I really and I'm sorry because I'm like I, I can fix all your problems let me do yeah, it yeah yeah but like you know but that I thought that that was like a really communicative mm-hmm. um effective conversation too because I think like I was saying it reminded us both of like the bigger picture which is like okay well like I'm just gonna walk gently in this way or you're gonna walk gently in that way and not to like walk on eggshells but in the sense where like we're just being mutually respectful I'm glad you feel that way because obviously over text message it's very difficult to fully understand where the person is coming <laughs> also from. we communicate very differently over text so that's also something to navigate yeah but I am glad that you are you know that you did tell me that because that that's it's okay to like whether it's because you know for me like I just had a shitty sleep or you're like having Mm a literal like scary concern of like your body flaring up and feeling unable to like accomplish life Mm -hmm. because of it like I think it's just important that we like talk about those things on like the big spectrum and nothing is like it's all important and it's all valid and Mm -hmm. it doesn't whether it's lower, whether it's high. Shit, we're fucking adults, man. <laughs> I always think about them. Like, I wonder if my mom had conversations like this with her friends, and I don't think that was the case probably ever. I definitely know so for a fact it wasn't the fact that it wasn't the case. Um, yeah, me too. Okay, but what was your high? Yeah, <laughs> I just generally, um, what is my high of the week? I I guess it's, it's always, like, bittersweet, right? Like, I'm also very grateful to have work right now. I know that's not the case for a lot of people and I've been able to provide for myself and Aiden throughout the pandemic and I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm extremely grateful, as you guys know, for my community and my yeah. village and my friends and um, the time that I'm able to, the time that I'm able to spend with people that I love and um, it's just like, uh, it gives me like the tingles, like the tear, like it makes me like almost a little bit emotional if I yeah. wasn't dead inside. Like, how <laughs> if my heart wasn't made of yeah stone. I don't know. I was like, what's cold? I wasn't gonna bail you Ice. out right there. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm just very grateful for that all around and to have the opportunity to be overwhelmed and to be busy. Yeah. Even if it doesn't feel so great in the moment, I um. I yeah I. I know there are a lot of people out there who have worked a lot harder than me to get than I have to get to where I am and so I'm very grateful to be here and for the opportunities that I've gotten and for the work that I'm able to do and to be able to be home with Aiden even though it's not the easiest thing while I'm working and yeah. to have the community that I do because I hear a lot of people especially in LA say like it's so hard to make friends in LA like yeah. everybody wants something from you everybody 
I was looking for something and I don't work in the entertainment business, which I know is, which I know is a big part of it. Um, but I haven't had that experience at all. Yeah, I mean, not to like dive into it, but like broad generalizations like that can be incredibly detrimental because yeah. it's all who you like you're choosing to surround yourself with yeah like i yeah. mean not to say that you whenever i've wanted people but no of course yeah. but like whenever i've like wanted to make friends like i'm able to make friends like, yeah you no, know but you i just... feel very, it makes me even if it's maybe like a general statement that can be detrimental it makes me feel more grateful for the friends yes yes yes, yes 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 of course yeah. I just am trying to say, like, L.A. isn't bad. Like, there are, of course, no, no matter what, where you go. Like, and there Hollywood are... and the entertainment business is totally it's a, toxic a different story. <laughs> yeah. And situation. I'm glad that I didn't really hear necessarily to be within that space. Because yeah. I know it would probably be a different story. And I'm going through that with some friends of mine and, like, navigating that situation. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but on that note, I feel the same as you. I do feel really thankful I do feel really, like, happy, I feel like, in a good place, mm-hmm. which is, as I would actually, actually, I was talking to Nicolette today when I was snagging those delicious the bottles, bottles of wine, wine that we're going to drink, <laughs> um, you know, we were talking about that exact thing, which was that, like, last year felt very, very dark and very, very, and even now, it does, it feels, it's daunting, but in... The bigger picture we both were connecting and resonating on the fact that we feel like we can see the light like it's a little bit brighter mm-hmm. I there's feel like that way too. there's like an air of like you know nicolette was telling me that she's the happiest she's ever been in her life oh. working at the place that she's working at oh that makes me so and happy well i was telling you earlier too like literally earlier yeah. today i was like Especially with birth work, I feel very grateful to be able to connect with people on such a personal level. Yes. And that's so important to me. My best friend's husband to me one time when they were over for dinner was like, I know your love language is hearing about other people's trauma, so let me tell you about this. You're like, okay. And I was like, you see me. like. No, but that's exactly how I feel working with nutrition clients. Mm-hmm. It's You do get to have this like intimate connection. And I know that Nicola, and I'm sure... At least I'm assuming that you can relate to this, but it fulfills some of that, like, wanting to be there and wanting to offer value and wanting to, for lack of a better word, like, fix the situation. Even if you can't fix the situation. Just, like, providing some kind of value. Yeah. And I think for Nicolette, too, she gets to, like, communicate with people and gets to, like, satisfy this desire to learn more about wine or get, have fun or have fun or just like feel joyful and she is such a like light mm-hmm. and such a joyful person anyway we're gonna let you guys go yeah yeah we're gonna this stop already a long episode we don't need to drag this out any longer so but I hope you learned just as much as we did and we're so thankful we are so thankful for where we are and for this podcast and for the audience that we have so thanks for listening we cannot wait to talk to you guys next week See, we've got it down now. I think the past eight episodes, we've been like, <laughs> can't wait to see. see yeah. so, so, listen, we can't wait to talk to you guys next week. And we love you. And thank you so much for listening to Gut Feelings. See ya.